Welcome to the You Belong podcast put on by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Brayden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Brayden Benvenuti, your host, and I have on here a special guest for this next episode, and his name is Matthew Rawson. What up, everybody? How are you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, glad to have you. Uh, Take a minute, tell the people who you are. Tell them your favorite thing to do in the world. So, uh, for those who don't know me, I'm the youth director at our Lawrenceburg campus here at Faith Church. I have the privilege and the uh, honor to lead the next generation in Lawrenceburg, and uh, have a beautiful wife named Kelly. And we've been married for a little bit over a year and a half. Let's go. And uh, so my favorite thing to do in the world outside of, you know, I guess my job is to play golf. I love to play golf. Love to get out there. Tiger. Especially, uh, you know, playing with some friends. Good mm-hmm. time. It's always uh, it's always a blast. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's gotcha. a little bit about who I am. He's a golfer, people. Uh, <laughs> I, Matt, you found out pretty quickly I am not the golfer <laughs> that others are well you know it's okay though because you're so good at everything else so. everything else wow yeah that was a compliment um, especially basketball if we play basketball that's what i'm yes, down for absolutely um, but if i get out on the greens with you ty pr that's past ryan for those who don't know who pr is but them three they're i mean <laughs> you guys are like tiger woods phil mickelson and uh i don't know vj singh maybe <laughs> If you don't know golf, it's okay. It's he's a golfer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I'm surprised you knew who that is. I know. To be I honest. actually met him in person. Really? True story. Mm-hmm. We'll have to talk about that later. We will for sure. So that's Matthew Rawson. <laughs> he directs the youth ministry in Lawrenceburg, doing a great job. Came in and man, you're growing that ministry. God is blessing <clears> your hard work, and uh, I'm excited to see where the the future leads for that ministry. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So I have you on here to talk about something that I think is very important and something I think you're passionate about as well, I hope. I mean, <laughs> we, we work at a church, we're leading a ministry. Um, so we're talking about being, you know, a Christ follower yeah. and what it means to be a true Christ follower because mm. I feel like we know in this in this world now, you know, as the kind of the United States, I guess, also if you're listening in a different country, it's probably pretty crazy with just opinions and what people are believing this believing that and it just kind of seems like everybody can believe whatever they want everything's true and mm-hmm. there's not really kind of any right or wrong almost and yeah. everybody just got their own thing and so maybe uh talk about you know this first question just what does it mean to be a true follower of christ like kind of maybe just wrap it up in a couple sentences of what that <clears throat> means well i appreciate you starting off with an easy question <laughs> For uh real. you know like you said, the way the culture is today, and it seems like everyone is out there trying to find their truth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they, they want to live their life the way that they feel like their heart is leading them to do. And if you look at Scripture, we, we find very clearly, especially in the New Testament, that you know Jesus, he doesn't tell us to chase after our heart. He says really to deny mm-hmm. ourselves and mm-hmm. to follow him. And you know, so I think to be a true follower of Christ, you have to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus said that I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. And there's no one that comes to the Father except through me. And so if, if you're living your life in a way that is opposed to that truth, mm-hmm. then it would be hard for me to say that 
you know, that person is a true follower of Christ. But, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot of things that you can, <clears throat> I guess, say about what it really means. What are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to act? And really all it comes down to, you know, from the beginning is, is your heart in the right place to submit to who Jesus really is mm. and what the scriptures say about him. And then the rest of your life will really take care of itself as long as you have that first initial encounter with who, who he is and what he did for you. And, um, you know, and then that whole discipleship process, that sanctification, that that kind of takes care of itself once mm-hmm. you realize, like, Jesus is the only way. He yeah. is the truth, and uh, there is no life outside of who he is and what he did on the cross. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of people think there's there might be multiple ways, you know, to eternal life. There mm-hmm. might be multiple ways to salvation or multiple religions are, are right. That's where I feel yeah. like culture is going is just— whatever you believe is right, whatever mm-hmm. I believe is right, and we're going to get to the same place somehow. Yeah. But when you read the Bible, like you said, that's just not what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is the only way. I think, yeah, yeah. that's so good. I mean, For as sure. long as we submit to Jesus, we're probably going to be in a good spot of following yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I think people who did it, you know, the right way that laid it out were the disciples. You mm-hmm. know, Jesus' 12 disciples <clears throat> submitted to Jesus, mm-hmm. followed him wherever he went, and lived a life I feel like that was reflecting of Jesus's life for sure and to read you know the New Testament or the, really the Gospels you know and see the disciples lives of like it's really just laid out there and sometimes we make it more complicated than it needs to be mm-hmm. and it's like no just just do this and you're gonna be good yeah so does anybody come to mind obviously besides Jesus maybe in the New Testament <clears throat> maybe even Old Testament that kind of really models being a a Christ follower? Yeah, so, you know, I I love the Apostle Paul, and I mm-hmm. love his story, but really what I love about Paul is that, you know, he didn't live his life in such a way where he only cared about his own personal walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yeah. he was looking to invest in other people, and, you know, one of the guys that we read about in Scripture who was a young pastor, who was a young leader, mm-hmm. uh, was Timothy. You know, and, and Timothy, <clears throat> I'm sure like many of us is – Young adults, as, as church leaders, like we face doubt, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you read First and Second Timothy, Paul, he reminds them, he's like, man, don't forget the moments when, you know, we came and we prayed over you and, and we prophesied over your life and knew that God had given you gifts and talents and abilities and uh, leadership qualities that he doesn't just give everyone, right? And he reminds them, you know, don't let people look down upon you because you're young. And that's always stuck with me because as I've grown up in the church and, um, really, you know, as a young man, just knew that, that God had a plan for my life, mm-hmm. knew that he had maybe given me some gifts that other people didn't, and not say that boastfully, but, mm-hmm. you know, other people kind of recognize that in your life, or just some, I'm sure people did in your life, yeah. and um, just being reminded that, you know, you don't have to have this this age, or you don't have to grow up and, you know, be a certain age for you to be wise and to lead people, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was really what stuck with me and with Timothy is, you know, he was a pastor, he was leading people way older than him that maybe were like, man, who's this young kid, you yeah. know, like, and I mean, he's probably in his 30s, but still back then yeah. it was like, who is this, you know, mm-hmm. like, he, who is he to think that, you know, he can, he can tell me how to live or what to do, but, you know, when God gives you specific gifts and abilities and a purpose, which I think you guys talked about, you Mm -hmm. know, the previous month, you're going to get the grace to carry and walk through that. You know, God's not going to set you up with a purpose without giving you the power to walk through that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, his life and his example, 
is some someone that I want to relate to and say, you know what, that guy, he left a legacy and an mm-hmm. impact that carries on for generations. And, you know, that's ultimately my goal as a, fo- a Christ follower, but hopefully everyone listening to this will be encouraged that, you know, don't, don't, you don't have to wait until you're a certain age or of a certain, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, knowledge level to, to lead yeah. and to make an impact. So Timothy sure. is one guy for sure that I, I definitely, you know, look up to and, <laughs> and want to, want to be like, you know, I guess yeah. when, in terms of reading the Bible, man, what the New Testament has to say for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good, man. If you haven't read, you know, first Timothy, second Timothy, Acts, you know, the story about Paul, if you mm-hmm. haven't read Romans, first Corinthians, second Corinthians, like get into the <laughs> word of God, because there is some good stuff in there for on, sure. on how to live like a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. And it's laid out by people who were very close to our age yeah. back in that day, mm-hmm. man. It's so good. It doesn't matter how old you are. It That's doesn't right. matter how old, you know, That's and right. we're, I'm here. I struggle with that sometimes because I'm 23 and technically the young adult ministry <laughs> goes to like 25, 26. And yeah. I'm like, there's people older than me and I'm trying to lead them. But hey, man, God called me to this. That's He's right. going to equip me um, to be the Christ follower I need to be in order to spur other people on to be a Christ follower. And you're killing it, by the way. <laughs> Thank Just you. I appreciate you're it. You're killing it. Thank you. So. A couple people that come to mind for me mm-hmm. um, is a group of people. They go together. That is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come on. One of my favorite stories in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I mean, these three guys, I feel like embodied being a true Christ follower in a moment of, a, a moment where they might not have had to be, like where they mm-hmm. could have chose another way that was the easy way out, but they chose the hard road and chose to, to choose, you know, God over a worldly king. For sure. And so they chose not to bow down um, to the to King Nebuchadnezzar. They ended up getting thrown into a blazing fire. We're supposed to die, and Jesus ended up rescuing them. And I think yeah. that's just a beautiful picture of when we honor God, when we follow Jesus like we're supposed to, like Jesus lived, if we reflect our lives mm-hmm. from Jesus— uh, Jesus will show up. He'll be there with us, and he'll get us through the tough seasons of life, That's right. I think. So, yeah, standing up, you know, for God's truth, I feel like is what them three guys did, and I think that's what we need to do in a world of opinion, a world of your truth, mm-hmm. you know, your truth. Your tr- like, everybody has their own truth, like yeah. you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big thing that's come about recently of, like, finding your truth. I'm like, what? what does that even mean? Like (laughs) one, there's only one truth. That's right. Like you can't have multiple truths. Like two plus two is four. There's no other way to get anything else from two plus two. Yeah. And, but people are like, well, two plus two could equal, could equal five for me. And you can't tell me otherwise. And that's just not the case. And so we see, man, scripture, it's littered through there of, of following Jesus, obeying God and being standing up for Mm -hmm. the truth of God. And not bowing down to the world. Well, I think what's interesting is, as you were saying that, you know, what's funny is the more that we chase our truth, mm-hmm. we may obtain it yeah. per se in a season mm-hmm. and be like, man, this really ain't what I thought I wanted. And then they're going to go chase another truth. Mm-hmm. The thing about Jesus is he's constant. There it is. Yeah, He's, he's been from the beginning and he'll be there throughout the rest of eternity. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jesus, his his message is always, look, I, I laid down my life for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I'm asking in return is that you would just lay down all of your regret, your shame, stop trying to make it happen yourself, mm-hmm. and just submit to who I am so that 
I can change you. What's crazy is so many people, they, they think about and they try to build their life around, well, what can I do to obtain this this goal? And, mm-hmm. and even in the church, we do this. Yeah. We think, okay, well, I've got to act different. I have to do A, B, C, and D for me to to really be who God's called me to be. And Jesus, he says, no, like rest in what I've already done. Mm-hmm. You could never down the cross for your own life, or the life of someone else. I already did that, and mm-hmm. I and I rose again. And and so, I'm not calling you to to do more. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you need to stop doing do less yeah. in your own power yeah. and and rest in what I've already done. Mm-hmm. And then, as we do that, man, our life is gonna be it's gonna be fruitful. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see an impact that lasts far beyond our time on earth. Yeah, and you know we're. <laughs> We're going to experience the glory of heaven because, you know, we, we stopped trying to do it ourselves and just rested in what Jesus has already done. That's so good. Yeah. We, I mean, time and time again, I've found myself trying to do it mm-hmm. like myself, trying to do what Jesus did, basically. Yeah. And Jesus is like, dude, I already did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop trying. You're not going to exactly. be able to obtain it. Yeah. And so many people think they can obtain mm. that truth or, you know, their own peace. And that's just not the case. Jesus is the only one that's right. that can supply that. So why is it, Matt, that we have to differentiate between a true follower of Christ and then people who, like, just say they, they follow Jesus or maybe they say they're a Christian? You know, I, I think it's, uh, as human, you know, nature, we, we like to compare, mm-hmm. right? We like yeah. to look at our lives and say, well, you know, I'm doing these things right here that line up with Scripture, and this person's not, so... I'm just going to say that they may not follow Jesus based on what I'm doing and what mm-hmm. they're not doing. Or if, you know, we may be living in a, se- uh, a season of rebellion or whatever, and we'll, we'll say, well, at least we're not looking like that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just this 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 comparison uh, type of mentality where it makes us feel better about who we are. But mm-hmm. in terms of just following Jesus, you know, ultimately our barometer, our uh, – our measuring stick should be the Bible, yeah. right? We should always look to Scripture and say, okay, one, do I have a personal relationship with Jesus? Have I truly laid down the sin and shame in my life mm-hmm. and given it all to Him and trusted not just that He can save me, but that He's going to be the Lord of my life? Mm-hmm. You know, what I've found in you know my 25 years of life and really the last five years of ministry is that mm-hmm. a lot of people— they, they love to see Jesus as Savior, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They love to say, man, he saved me from hell. He saved me from my sin. Mm-hmm. I get to be with him in heaven. Yeah. But then, like, they leave out the fact that he's called us to call him Lord, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To, to model our life after the example that he left. And so, you know, when, it, when I think about, because I, I, it's easy for me to get this way to, to judge people unfairly, mm-hmm. um, but really— you know, what I think is that ultimately Jesus has just called us to to love him, to love people, and and to, to love him is to know him. Yeah. And if we're going to know him, it's we got to get in his word. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more that we're in his word and we're applying what we read, the more we're going to love people and yeah. really be a true follower. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be less about what we say, and it's going to be more about our actions and how we're treating others and mm-hmm. how we're impacting the world around us. And, um, you know, so I think the for a lot of people, the reason why they want to differentiate between a true follower and not a true follower is because 
they're just trying to make themselves feel better. Yeah. You know, and um, if you look at the way that Jesus dealt with religious people versus the way he dealt with lost people and, and sinners and people that were sick, he would never rebuke or call out the people that really needed his help but he would always rebuke the ones that felt like they were self-righteous mm-hmm. right yeah and so it's so easy to fall into this trap of well man i, I i'm good like mm-hmm. i'm doing what i need to do and you know this person they've made all these mistakes and you know i can't believe they would ever do or say this and it's so easy to kind of put ourselves on a pedestal mm-hmm. but jesus he he's the one that should be on the pedestal it's never about our own glory yeah because we're <laughs> While we're still on this earth, we're going to have struggles. We're going to have yeah. temptations. Mm-hmm. We're not going to reach that full finish line of sanctification until mm-hmm. we get into heaven, experience yeah. that glorification. And so I think the shift needs to be, okay, is this person a true follower or not? We should love them yeah. because they need just as much help as we do mm-hmm. in terms of walking this thing out and yeah. just being shown grace. So mm-hmm. For sure. That's so good. Uh, <laughs> you said a big word there sanctification, mm. if you don't know what that word is, is basically <laughs> just the process of once you become a follower of Jesus, that journey of becoming more like Jesus. Yeah. And that's all that word is for, uh, sure. for those who don't know it. Because, <laughs> not, a, I mean, I didn't know it for a while. I mean, it's something you hear, but do you really know what that word means? Yeah. But, but I, I love it because, that's man, that's the beauty of following Jesus is it's a process. For We're never sure. going to reach perfection on this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. But once we get to heaven, there it is. But, I but yeah, I mean, it, that comparison, that thing of like, judging others, thinking you're better than them, I think that's all riddled inside of that, like thinking people, if they're really Christians or really not, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're missing the point sometimes whenever we're pointing the finger, Yeah. and we need to point the finger at ourselves. One thing sure. that I, I find interesting, though, is all the other like countries around the world, they always look at the United States or like the Western kind of hemisphere, mm-hmm. like so Europe and them, what they think about the Western is that like, oh, those are the Christians. Like yeah. everybody's a Christian over there. And to me that always gets me because if they were really here and really knew what Christianity was, they would know that that's, <laughs> that's not the case. Like yeah. there's the Christian like <clears throat> religion that they think everybody is just, they go to the Christian church, which is kind of true. Yeah. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But being a true follower of Christ looks a lot different than than just going to church, you know, every Sunday or being a, like a part of Christianity. And so I think us as Christians, we need to do a better job at really reflecting Jesus yeah. and loving people so that people outside of the United States really can see what being a Christ follower truly means, For which sure. is loving people, loving <clears throat> God, spreading the gospel mm. and, and making disciples. And yeah. so I think if we make that our mission, you know, I think the narrative can change and that it's not just like the American religion, but mm-hmm. it, no, it's the way to eternal life. <laughs> it's yeah. the way to yeah. to salvation, to, to eternal, eternal life. So, man, I know we talked about resting in what Jesus did. You know, we can't do anything in our power to be saved ourselves. Mm. There's nothing we can do to get right with God. You know, it's not in our power, not in our actions, and we need to accept the fact that Jesus died on the co- on the cross and he did it for us. For sure. But we also, in that process of sanctification, we can't just sit back and do nothing, <laughs> right? Because yeah. if we sit back and do nothing, nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens when you get saved is it's the grace of God that saves you. Mm. But then the sanctification process, the Holy Spirit's right there alongside of you, helping you, giving you the power 
to to keep going mm-hmm. and becoming like Jesus. So, yep. what are maybe two, maybe three, maybe even four if you got them? <laughs> uh, what are some practical ways for the the listeners out there to be a true follower of Christ? You know, whenever I you know, have the opportunity to talk to, especially students, you know, because that's yeah, I'm in youth ministry, and you know, we praise God, we've had you know so many you know, young believers come to know Jesus in the last mm-hmm. couple months in our youth ministry. And one of the first things that I'll take them through is uh, a discipleship course where we're, we're looking at the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So one of the practical ways I think that you can learn, like, well, how do you even follow Jesus? Well, read what he did. Mm-hmm. Read about how he invested into his disciples. Read, you know, Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, the, the mm-hmm. character of a true disciple. Read yeah. about how he called, you know, and, and you got Peter and, and Andrew and James and John. They're, they're working their jobs, and Jesus comes says, come follow me. I'll make mm-hmm. you fishers of men. And immediately, like, they left their boats and, and went to follow him. And even though they didn't really understand what that even meant, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and so, number one, just read about who he is. Mm-hmm. Read about what he did, not, not just on the cross. Obviously, yeah. that's where our faith is built, that, yes, Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the grave. Mm-hmm. But his whole ministry before that was, was not just so that he could heal people. I mean, yes, he, he healed people because he loved them and he wanted to display his power, yeah. but it's to give an example of how we're to, we're to live mm-hmm. and give an example to the disciples who he raised up to carry out the mission of the church that we are still a part of. I mean, imagine if the disciples just said, well, Jesus is no longer here, so I'm going to stop doing what you know he, he poured into us yeah. for the last three and a half years. That'd be terrible. I probably wouldn't even know you, Braden. <laughs> for real. <laughs> you know, it's through the power of the church that you know, yeah. we, we get to experience community. And mm-hmm. so read your Bible. Man, your prayer life should be one of your top priorities mm-hmm. in life. And I know we get so busy, we get yeah. so distracted at times. We, especially a lot of these young adults, man, they either work in jobs, either in school, and mm-hmm. uh, or both. Yeah. And and so, you know, the these things that we we know are important sometimes fall down that priority list. But mm-hmm. prayer is huge. And then while you're praying, pray for opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, pray for opportunities to be the light that Jesus has called us to be. Yeah. You know, pray for opportunities to be the salt of the earth, mm-hmm. to to bring flavor to conversations, to to bring the gospel to conversations, and also to preserve the gospel because mm-hmm. we know that's what that means when he yeah. says we're the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, like I said, read the word, pray, and then seek opportunities that mm-hmm. God has ordained. And, um, you know, you made a point about how other countries view uh, America. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that we've kind of commercialized yeah. church in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've kind of made it about once or twice a week where I've had the opportunity to go overseas and, mm-hmm. and meet a lot of people that have nowhere near the means that we do in terms of, you know, what their homes look like, their, their clothing, their food. But these people, every single day, they wake up and they, they have joy. Yeah. They have peace, and they know that God has not forsaken them. He's mm-hmm. not abandoned them. And so they, they're they always looking for opportunities to reach others for Christ mm-hmm. because they know that their hope is not in what they obtain on this earth, but what they will obtain to co- in the life to come in heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it's unfortunate that 
that's not really the norm here in America. Mm-hmm. And and if you live a lifestyle like that, you're almost deemed as a radical. Yeah. I'm like, that's not even that's radical. Just, that's, that's, that's just, just the Christ- way. That's, that's, yeah, that is the way we're called to live, yeah. you know. And and so yeah, I don't say those things to try to shame people because that's, that's definitely not the the way to get someone to do something is mm-hmm. try to, you know, make them feel horrible about themselves. Yeah. But, you know, what we can do is, as leaders, as Christ followers, um, is encourage people, man, like, you're going to make an impact way greater than you would ever make. Mm-hmm. You're also going to have new purpose when you wake up. Yeah. You know, before I was on staff here at this church, I worked uh, for a, for a restaurant and, and I was at the, like the warehouse facility and mm-hmm. like, it's not the most fun work in the yeah. world, you <laughs> yeah. know, but I would wake up and say, okay, even though I don't feel like going in, like I know there's people that need hope. Yeah. There are people that need mm-hmm. to hear about Jesus. They need to experience, you know, someone that is actually full of joy. Mm-hmm. And and so even though I wasn't exactly thrilled about going into work every yeah. morning, I knew that my purpose was greater than just getting a paycheck. Mm-hmm. It was greater than just helping a company. Yeah. And and so if you're, you know, listening to this and you're going to school, you're walking into a math class that you're not even sure the Lord is even, you know, there. <laughs> uh, just be be that light. Yeah. Be, be the one that speaks up and says, you know what, there's a there's a greater way to life than just obtaining a degree and mm-hmm. trying to make a bunch of money mm-hmm. and make a name for yourself because there's so many people that have got to the end of that line where they've got everything they'll ever need and yeah. they still realize they're empty. Yeah, crazy. And the only only one who can truly fulfill our, our desires, and the mm-hmm. thing is, it's like, what I love about Jesus, he fulfills desires we didn't even know we needed yeah. or had. That's good. You know, mm-hmm. and and so we're searching this whole time, but until we truly understand who he is and what he's done, you'll never know peace. Yeah. And so people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. And and so, like I said, that, that last, I guess, practical way of being a Christ follower is to seek opportunities mm-hmm. to share and open your mouth about what Jesus has done and mm-hmm. and be the light and yeah. love people the way that he did. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, one thing that you made me think of after I made the point of other countries, you know, the outside looking into the United States is that what I hate is then they think it's just the Christianity like religion. Mm. And I'm like, no, th- Jesus is for the whole world. Yeah. And so they look at it and they're like, oh, that's just the that's just for Americans, you know. But no, if we really reflect Jesus, they're going to know that no matter if you live in Germany Australia, hmm. Russia, like, I don't know where you're at, wherever you live, like Jesus is there with you too. And yeah. you have the opportunity to be with him. Hmm. So yeah, th- those ways, those practical ways were great, Matt. Read the Bible, specifically read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John record Jesus's life in a great way. All different perspectives, hmm. choose one, read them all, probably read them all and yeah. find out how Jesus lived and, and just reflect that. And then to your prayer life, hmm. such a big thing, get, it doesn't even have to be long. You know, Pastor Steve, our, our lead pastor here, he says, pray. You don't have to pray long, but you can pray often. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I can't, right now, I can't sit down <laughs> for like an hour and pray. That's just like yeah. pretty crazy to me. But if I can wake up and pray for five, ten minutes, and then a couple hours later, pray for five, ten minutes, and I keep doing that throughout yeah. the day, I reach an hour, but it's from praying often and not long. And it's a lot more less intimidating if you just take moments to pray so your prayer life and then three those opportunities pray for the opportunities and then take those opportunities Mm -hmm. to actually be the light for people and you'll be able to make a difference and that'll definitely strengthen 
your faith when you get to see others, you know, yeah. get get into the faith maybe from from Jesus working through you. So, Matt's so good. Matt, you got anything last words to say? I'll just say be careful though, because when you do pray for opportunities, God will put them in front of you. There and, it is. Uh, you know, the the more that you put yourself in uncomfortable situations, the more you're going to see the Holy Spirit really strengthen you and empower you, and it's going to grow your faith, like you just said. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, man, I appreciate you having me on. I For hope sure. that, uh, you know, I could bring some sort of insight. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, man, it's just a privilege and an honor to, uh, you know, see what God is doing, mm-hmm. especially in these young adult ministry and um, all the work that, that you're doing. It's not just you. You know, mm-hmm. we have so many people that are behind the scenes that, you know, help us pull things off, you know, like this and, yeah. and, and reach not just the Shoals area, but whoever might listen to this. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, God is – He's on the move here, and we're just so thankful to be a part of it. And, uh, man, I'm excited to see where we go from here, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate taking your time uh, and sharing your wisdom, sharing what you've learned. I'm excited to continue in ministry with you Mm. and be able to see each other grow, see each other's ministry grow, and see what God does. But, man, thank you guys for for watching, listening, wherever you tuned in or, or, or watched, wherever it is, YouTube, maybe Apple, maybe Spotify, don't matter. But thank you so much for tuning in. And Matt, you're awesome. It was a great time. Peace.